0: Hello, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to uh, merely surviving to successful thriving with Jen and Diane. We're here to do a podcast this week, and our subject subject is a little heavy, but uh, like really, really informational. And um, and we're here to to uplift you in any way we can, and I guess like provide hope and love and support. Uh, for anyone who's listening um our our subject today or our topic today is on trauma and trauma bonding I mean, i've done a, done a lot of research on that only with my own experience and I've had a lot of insights and um at, at, like epiphanies shall we say on what I learned about it um through research and through my own and through other people's and um what it means to be um reacting and uh, being a reactor instead of an actor um, because of trauma and I really look forward to discussing it with you today. Um, Here is Jen who is also here with us from Florida and um, we're looking forward to having this conversation. So I'm just going to hand it off to you a little bit. I want to see what you know about it, what you've heard about it. It, it could go on for hours. We're going to have sort of a short podcast today of just because I have stuff going on, but um, 15, 20 minutes max, but so um, let me know what you think about trauma, what you've heard about trauma. Has it affected you? Has it affected anyone in your family? Like, go ahead. Go for it. Well, good morning,
1: everybody. So trauma bonding and, and how that's affected me in my life, I... I stayed in a bad marriage for a lot of years. Um, I always wanted to um, try and keep my family together, even though I knew, you know early on that it was unhealthy for me. There was physical abuse, there was mental abuse. Um, you know, my children were abused, and it passes down because my husband, you know his father abused his mother right in front of him. Um, he was abused as a child. And, and it goes back even further than that, you know, with his grandparents. And, you know, I was always a strong person, and my parents raised me different. So for me to fall into this uh, is almost unbelievable, but it happens. It really doesn't matter where you come from, what your background is. It affects people. I, I lived in fear for a lot of years. I was always made to think that I couldn't live without this person. Um, you know, he held all the finances uh kept major control over the family um you know but it's what's sad is i finally found my way out and you know my youngest daughter is out and she wants no part of it but it's affected the rest of my family uh still till this day i have a broken relationship with my daughter now um you know for years My my older two kids used to tell me to get out of this relationship, it's not healthy. My son, since he was little, used to say it, like, when are you going to leave daddy? When are you going to leave him? And um, my my oldest daughter and I don't even speak at all. She's actually sided with my husband through all of this. Um, Even knowing the abuse, she was one that called the police on him so many times, probably more times than me. And, you know, she, but she always wanted the approval and the attention from him. And he's a master manipulator. So now he gives her attention and she's thriving for this. And it's, you know, it's really sad because it's actually broken up our whole family. Uh, She doesn't speak too much to my mother anymore. She doesn't speak to her, her brother that much. Uh, It's really sad. It's destructive. And, you know, stepping out of it, I could just see what a hold it has. I see the hold that it has on her. And she learned it from me because it had that hold on me for so many years. And it wasn't until I stepped back and got out of it that I could just see how damaging it really was. And, um, you know, I even watched the interactions. He talks to my youngest one that I have here in Florida with me on occasion, but it's always rocky because she stands up for herself. You know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, he still tries to control her all the way from New Jersey, but Mm. she's not having it. And and she's (laughs) empowered now that when she's done with the conversation, she hangs up. And she's to a point right now that she said, I don't even know why I started talking to him again, because I really want nothing to do with this. He's unhealthy. And I don't like it. I don't like how I feel after I talk to him. So see, taking her out of that and putting her in a healthy situation has just given her a new light and she's not falling for it anymore. She's not going to take the abuse, the control, the games. And, you know, I I'm providing her such a better life here. Um, She went from hardly wanting to get out of bed She went through some really traumatic things with him towards the end where her cry for help was finally one of the things that pushed me to get out. We found that she was cutting herself, and that was her only control she had to get her feelings out. We had to go through counseling. Um, Maybe if it wasn't for that, I would still be in this, you know, but it had to take something drastic to happen for me to wake up finally. And thank God that I did before it was too late. I could have lost my daughter, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, well, I mean, I can go on for hours. I know that we don't have that much time. So I want to hear like your take on this. I know, you know, a lot more about (laughs) this even than I do. And you've been helping me through this and I appreciate Mm. that.
0: Oh, no, I don't, I know, because I lived it, (laughs) Um, but, like, I lived it, I was that girl, but I didn't do, I didn't do destructive things in that way, because um, I was just too afraid, I was afraid of everything, I didn't, but I did, I did destructive, like, I just, I was a dissociator, like, I knew how to get out of there, emotionally and mentally, and even physically, like, I didn't walk away, but I stayed in it, and just, Escaped from the inside like it was unbelievable how i could do it too it was like a real i it's like i mastered the art of the dissociating like you know if something somebody did did or said something or i saw something that wasn't good um my dad was very rageful and he would throw things he would go after my mother and then there's still things i don't remember i just know him I just know he went after her. I just don't know what happened once he got to her because then I I took flight. Like I said, I was out of there. Like before I just like, Whoop, I'm out of here. This isn't really happening. Like I was really good with doing that and um and that is um that is something that is very it's hard to detect in children today. Like you don't know that that you just think that they they have this learning disability There's something medically, uh, psychologically wrong with them. They're put in classes for special needs. They're, 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 you know, they're labeled, you know, um, learning disabled. Um, They, they don't even look at you in the eye when you talk to them. Um, You know, there is some legitimate. Learning disabled children, yes, there's autism, and then there's all of that. Yet, yeah, I mean, this is emotional. This is psychological. This is very hard to detect. And um, these children, I feel like, get lost in the in the muck because they aren't really disabled. They don't, you know, they don't really have like a condition called like autism or um, you know, uh, you know, epilepsy or like whatever but they but they and they're in the normal classes because they don't you know but they they can't function and they can't learn and they can't focus on what they're doing a lot of them are ADHD or a lot of them are they call them ODD like oppo- oppositional defiance disorder and like there's reason like they give it all these labels and all these names when all it really was is PTSD from being raised in a household that there was no guidance or support. I'm in a, another program that they say every, they're supposed to have the four things, nurtured, guidance, support, and love. Like those four things have to be in the psyche of a kid before they even start school. Like they're, ha- they're supposed to have that strong foundation, like I'm going to be supported and guided and nurtured and protected. That was the other one. Protected, here, like the world is a safe place because I'm coming from a safe place. If you come from a safe place, nine times out of ten, you're not going to feel like every everywhere you go is a safe place. So that's just the things like that I read about it. I just want to read this thing that I looked up, and it said like the the um, the traits of somebody who is a trauma bond. So trauma bonding is you absolutely love even more so the person who abused you than the person who didn't or anyone who is good to you really. Anyone who loves you for who you are, you want to push those those bitches away. <laughs> you want you want you you love the person that Abuse you. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't have to be a parent. It could be, you know, a brother, a sister, a friend, a coworker, a classmate, or whatever. You tend to just love that, and then you also talk to your friends and people. They're just a really great guy, and they love me. I know that that, you know, they the, you know, it's equal to love. To be abused is equal to being loved, and that is so like off and, and like. Therapy, like I took years of therapy for me to realize that, like I did that, you know, I used to say all these great things about my, oh my God, what was going on, and I because I just didn't want to deal, I didn't want to look it, and you can't when you're a kid, you can't look at the truth, you can't sit there, well, I think I'm being, I didn't even know the word abuse, I didn't know what it was, I didn't know the word neglect, you know, and. No, I didn't get abused every day, hit, smacked, but like like no, there was happy times, you know. But the the one the the slights and the things that did it were a lot of little things over time that drove me very deep into myself where I couldn't even get out. I was like in a self-imposed prison, you know. Um, so and it happens to a lot of kids out there. I watch kids, and I, I was at a sometimes I help out at a daycare for my. My, my daughter used to work at, and those kids, you could, they're beautiful, And but you could tell the ones, you could tell the ones that are suffering, you know, um, and then we just try to give them extra love, and like, and, and it's just absolutely amazing to be able to have the opportunity to do that, but it says here, you agree with the abusive person's reasons for treating them badly, you try to cover for the abusive person, you argue with or distance. You argue with or distance themselves from people trying to help, such as friends, family members, or neighbors. You become defensive or hostile if someone intervenes and attempts to stop it, stop the abuse, such as a bystander or police officer. You're reluctant or unwilling to take steps to leave the abusive situation or break the bond. Because negative attention is still attention. You know, it does like... I can see it. Like if I'm angry like about something when my kids were little, they would try even further to try to get a reaction out of me. Make me more angry because it's attention. They want a reaction. They would do the thing that you're telling them not to do so that they can get a reaction. And it's our job, the parents job to rise above that and know like, Oh no, you're not, you're gonna stop you're we're gonna go over here just like change the subject, change their route of where they're going and bring them over there. They don't know what it is. They're just trying to get a reaction from you. They I did, it happens with the girls that I take care of, too. They try. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> you know, like and and then I'm like, "Okay, I could see myself getting uptight. You know, no, let's just change the route of where we're going. Okay, let's do this instead." And then it like it loses its sting, you know. But um Trauma bonding is a really big thing. Um, We have so much of it, and there's so many people doing it, and they don't realize, I love this because it's just a name. It's a name. It puts a name to it. You know, that's all it is. They love the person, and they take the side of the person who is abusing them because it's too painful, and it's too... um, you know debilitating really to know i 'm being uh, i 'm being abused like i've i'm you know i 'm being taken advantage of and i 'm being victimized because you don 't want to be a victim you know, but you are and you can 't like look at it because it 's too painful to look at that and work on that and yourself than it is to just Go with the person that is doing it. Did you ever walk into a house with a dog? Like this? Like I like. I used to think that I didn't like animals when I was younger, and the reason why is there's a long story behind that too. Like my we used to like abandon dogs and stuff. We'd get them and then we'd abandon them. You know what I mean? It was terrible. But anyway, later on, I'm a, I'm a young adult, and I went over some friends' houses, and I didn't like dogs. I was afraid of them or whatever, you know. And this dog would come up. And everybody that loved the dog, it was like just sitting there letting them pet. him. me, mean, didn't care, but I was the one that didn't want anything to do with the dog at all. I was like, mm. you know what I mean? Get, I'd walk away, the dog would come right up to me, crawl right up my butt, like, come on, come on, give me attention, give me attention, give me attention. And I went into the other room and followed me. And then it started barking at me because I wouldn't give it attention. What does that tell you? That's a dog. If a dog's doing that. Humans are doing that too, you know. This dog wanted the attention from the person who did not want to give it to them. Yep. It's human nature. That's it. Like, human nature. What do you think about wow. that? Like,
1: oh, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And, you know, thinking about my, my youngest daughter, the signs were all there. She was put in special needs classes. She went all the way through up until we got to Florida. Uh, you know... Then she was also vulnerable because she got made fun of for being in those classes. They try to say she's ADHD. They try to put her on medication. And she was vulnerable to bullying because she had low self-esteem. I mean, this all goes along with this whole thing. So my message of hope here, we moved to Florida. They don't believe in putting them in. A self-contained classroom because they said it's a stigma and they don't want to have kids doing that she has classes that have two teachers one teacher teaches one walks around and helps the kids so she's already she's already made friends here she wakes up in the morning loves going to school she told me yesterday how smart she feels she goes mommy I'm learning so much more here and I feel smarter since we got here she's happy you know, it's like she's breaking through all this stuff and it's only in such a short amount of time. And I've been building her up. I'm like, you could be anything that you want to be. She's talking about college now. The kid had no dreams, no hopes of anything because she was always living in fear. Mm. And mm-hmm. she tells me now, I feel safe. I always feel safe in this house and I never have to be scared. Mm. That right mm. there alone is huge. We were always walking on eggshells, never knowing when he's going to flip. You know, if there was a couple of water bottles on the floor in their bedroom, like I would run around the house and try and clean things up. Like it was crazy. Even like if he didn't get the right uh, spot at ShopRite, that would ruin his day. Like there was so many things to think of, like how I lived for so many years, just trying to keep this sickness together. It's like, I'm so done with it. It's affected my whole family. And, um, you know, thank God that we're out of that. And Paige is doing excellent. And it's kind of funny. He called her the other day and was asking her how she likes school. And she told him, I absolutely love school. And now she always used to say, I hate school was never wanted to talk about it. Like she comes home and tells me all about her day. Can't wait. Like we talk all about what she's going to do in the morning. Um, You know, she jumps out of bed. She's all ready to go. So he he got a little nasty with her. He was like, yeah, I find that hard to believe. You like school? Ha, ha, ha. You know, and then she got nasty with him. And then he was like, oh, I'm not going to accept that kind of talk. And, you know, call me when you get a better attitude. She's like, I'm done. She's like, I'm never (sighs) going to call him again. Like, what am I, what are we even doing here? She's like, and the only reason I was talking to my father to begin with was because my sister keeps pushing it on me and pushing it on me absolutely and why to keep Mm -hmm. this kid is thriving right here back Mm -hmm. off and leave her alone let her live she doesn't need that shit. she doesn't need it and doesn't want it i'm teaching her how to be an independent girl she feels good about herself she's making friends and she's just going to do fantastic we don't need that that's in the in the past done
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know
1: next is i'm going to be changing our phone numbers soon to get this sickness out for good Mm because it's just Something that yeah. we don't
0: need. Yeah, but, it's not good when somebody like you ha- you tell somebody your feelings and they tell you, you got to listen to me and I'm yeah. the one who's the authority and you know you got an attitude problem. Oh, I love yeah. being told that yeah. you got an attitude if you if you yeah. talk about how you feel about something. You know what I mean? Even if it's negative or positive or you cry, like you, you know what I mean? It's like it's just. It's terrible. Like, you can't have any feelings about anything, right? You just have to... Or an opinion. You can't or have an opinion. opinion with them. If it doesn't yeah. go along with their narrative, they don't yeah. want nothing to do with it. They want nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's terrible. And Bad. then the, Absolutely. And then there's one little other paragraph I wanted to read to you. It's this book that I have in that other thing. Like, there, there's a a, a, a term called an adult child. An adult child, right? So... This is about hypervigilance. So um, it's a form of uh, PTSD, hypervigilance, when you're totally like very, very, very hyper aware of your surroundings for harm. Like you think something's going to happen or you're just making sure it doesn't by being like on the guard and on the lookout all the time. And that's a form of PTSD. But it says we dialogue with the wounded parts of ourselves. This is like the the like the answer to it, and it says, we dialogue to the wound, with the wounded parts of ourselves that need love. At first, our inner child may seem to scream with rage, where were you all these years? How do I know you won't abandon me like everyone else? But we have the courage to listen to this one, wounded, one, wonderful wounded part, no matter what the cost. We let go of abusive relationships and rearrange our lives to give ourselves more space for healing, we know we are worth it i love this on this day yeah. i will put myself first when i am in a ptsd tunnel i will not minimize it to look good for others while i am suffering inside so like that's what you were that's what you were able to do with your with your kid is that like and that's what yeah. i'm able to do with my my kid who's living at home with me i absolutely love You know, that's what it's all about. It took all these years, but that's okay. It took years and years of being raised and then raising the kids, trying to raise them the same way, not as bad. Yes, I could say, oh, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't, but I was still sick, and I was still (laughs) suffering myself, and I needed to get the proper help that I needed for myself to grow. And now they're thriving young women Finding their way. Nothing's perfect in their lives. Nothing perf- is perfect in my life, but they're finding their way and they're looking at a mom who's strong and they're looking at us who are strong people trying to make it work for them. So that's all we have to share if that's good with you guys. It was a nice quickie. Um, actually, you know, we got, we covered everything. So yep. if you suffer from PTSD or if you have um, um, a trauma-bonding Incident that you can slightly see yourself after listening to this. Reach out and let us know. Tell you what we did to get through it, just like we did here. Always talk to somebody who's supportive and loves you and respects you. Um, and if they're not available, get help. Call and you know find some professional help. You can put a comment in, in below and talk to us. You can message us. Um, and you can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And we love you, and have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week.